3: Everybody, welcome to the What gaming Gaming podcast. I'm your host Scott Taylor, joined by Rachel Sackleton, right. and Josh Brown. Hello. Did you guys know that it's episode 101? It
2: is because I saw your episode 100 was on 100 hours of gameplay, and I thought that was very smart. It's yes, Kelfrich. yes,
3: that was that was thanks to our boss who suggested that. But yes, it was a, I can't believe we've been doing this for this long. But here's it's to another crazy. 100 I mean, episodes. When you, you do what?
2: like three a week, yeah, it's gonna happen. Don't like, tell them the secret. Gonna, <laughs> oh, that's how we got through it so oh, fast. Oh, sugar. But still,
3: I guess yeah, I guess technically it would be like a th- the 30th week. There's too
1: something. many miles. Coming around at the same time, 52 mm-hmm. um chatty faces, 100 podcasts. <laughs> so, I'm getting too used to it. I'm getting way too
2: used Speaking
3: to it. Speaking of uh land, landmarks, landmarks, yeah,
2: milestones, milestones.
3: landmines, and um, there's a whole bunch of games coming for the rest of this year. And we just thought we'd roll them all down because uh, we did do one of these podcasts a couple of months back about everything that was coming in summer. And um, but there are an absolute ton of games now that we've started bringing them together, yes. 2019 is kind of kicking back in, and um, so yeah, there's something close to about 30 ish games that we've got, but I've asterisked some ones to talk about. And um, so, the first one, um, we've got the dates for them as well so the first one is uh, control which is on august 27th
0: yes which i'm
3: a huge fan of mainly because yeah. it's the first game from remedy uh since uh, quantum break um which is back in like 2015 or whatever um, and that game was just completely crippled by the fact that it was tied to uh, the xbox's tv integration stuff and it just didn't really land very well. Yeah. No, they
1: were sort of caught between a rock and a hard place mm. for that one. Because obviously back in the day, Xbox and Microsoft were pushing for this TV integration. And they had a bunch of their developers work on these games mm. that were going to include TV elements. And then, of course, they canned that. And then Quantum Break came out afterwards. It was kind of like, this is a strange experiment that yeah. has no support anymore.
3: <laughs> With like half an hour episodes and everything.
2: It, the game was fun enough. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I know what you mean. It kind of fell very flat, I think, compared to what they expected it to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just- Control, oh, I haven't really seen a lot about, but mm-hmm. I think because you were excited about it, I looked it up, and it looks quite interesting. Well, it's
3: kind of got like it's got this whole thing where you can um, pick up pieces of the environment and throw them at enemies and stuff, like which Gravity I love. Rush,
2: kind of. kind of. Well,
3: yeah, yeah, totally, like Gravity Rush or like Star Wars Force Unleashed or like there's a couple of games on PS2, um, PsyOps: The manga Conspiracy, and one that I always forget the name of, Second <laughs> Sight that Jules loves. Second Sight's is um, really good. No one near enough games that you pick up stuff and just throw it at people. Just, just give me that in everything. I
2: enjoyed that in Spider Man PS4. Yeah, throwing yes. things at people.
3: See, just take advantage of Havoc Physics and let us throw stuff at people. I don't know what the name um, of the main woman who's in this is but she's part of an investigate investigatory board and like an FBI type people it's kind of like the X-Files and um, they get um deployed to different scenarios where um, like sort of supernatural or un- unnatural things are happening and it's up to them to like you know find out what's actually going on. So the whole game is set in this one giant facility and she's investigating what's been happening because there's I think there's like ghosts or whatever's been rumored in there.
1: I'm a huge fan. I'm ready for <laughs> re- re- Remedy to come
3: back because mm-hmm. I
1: love Max Payne. I love Alan Wake and even Quantum Break. Rick, when you were actually playing the game i thought yes. it was good except from those kind of platforming puzzle segments. <laughs> those can go straight to hell but they True. do shooting so well and the fact that they're mixing it up again with kind of supernatural abilities that's awesome and i just think as a solid game to consume mm-hmm. i think it's going to be really good and mm. i'm really looking forward to just kind of I, I imagine the story you know i'll i'm here to be convinced about it but right the right remedy have never gone wrong with me even at their worst with actual actual core gameplay mechanics.
3: True, and like Sam Lake's been there since the beginning and like he's still yeah. got like a main role in it. I want another Sam Lake face to be in this game. Because there's a bit in Alan Wake where he comes onto a fake TV show and they go, do the face, and he's the face of Max Payne. So he scrunches his face up and they go, Oh, it's the face. Give me that. I want that in every one of their games that they do. <laughs> I'm trying to get that in every single list I ever made. Good. As well you as well you should. Um, next thing down is Blair Witch, which is coming on August 30th. It's um, yes. just completely out of yes.
2: nowhere. Yes, oh, see when this was uh, previewed, whenever it was, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it's Outlast 3, it's Outlast 3. It's totally another of sort thinking. of like first person found footage kind of, um, I'm guessing you don't have me- much in the way of weapons mm-hmm. kind of it's video weak. game. And I'm so here for this. I love <laughs> these type of games, mm-hmm. um, but they scare me silly yeah. in a good way. <laughs> I was gonna say, have you
3: guys looked into the gameplay stuff? Cause I'm kind of just staying away. No, I haven't. Cause
2: I right. know I'm definitely going to get it. So I'm not, I'm just cool.
3: There was about a two minute trailer <laughs> that they released
1: last month or something. Mm-hmm. That looked really cool, but again, they haven't released much about it by like in ways of what you're actually going to be doing, which mm. is great because yeah. Blair Witch is all about like the surprises and the loops and being unpredictable. Mm. And I hope it is as unpredictable as the first movie and the
3: very, very good remake. We yeah, I thought there was a rumor. It's really. How good. many people do you think in this game will be found just staring into corners? At
1: least one million. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's their main thing. Yeah, I would assume that that's their signature element. I
1: can't believe it's coming out so soon. I didn't yeah.
3: even know about its
1: release date until I was researching this list, mm-hmm. and I thought, well, that's something to look forward to at the end of the month, but they also need to push this a bit more. I know. I, yeah.
3: Either it means that they're incredibly confident, and it's very much like a Rockstar or a Bethesda thing, and say, like, this thing's real, and it's coming very soon, or they're kind of getting it out the door a little bit faster because maybe it's not as polished I... as we'd like.
2: I only hope it is more closer to Outlast than it is to something like um, uh, Slender, for mm, example. Yeah, mm-hmm. And it doesn't just have one core mechanic. I hope it's got like I hope it's got the depth
3: because I, I I saw the original Blair Witch I haven't seen the remake but like <laughs> how do you even not do not a lot happens yeah I was going to say how do you yeah. even do like enemies or anything it's just going to all be about the atmosphere yes
1: yeah that's it I think that's that will could be fine will the Blair be Witch be DLC
3: if it's the Blair
1: Witch the <laughs> actual Blair Witch <laughs> find package. out what she looks like I think you just do a sort of kind of Outlast one E type of vibe maybe mm-hmm. a bit shorter where you're either running away from things that you can't see because that's what a lot of the action in the Blair Witch films actually comes down to mm-hmm. just people running from things that they can vaguely kind of see and in the remake there is an actual monster right so they right. might integrate that i think we might have even seen it in the trailers themselves so oh. i think you do can have kind of enemies or monsters in there that yeah, like yeah. you obviously can't fight against but we'll give you some set pieces okay, okay. there's
2: the potential for people to obviously get a wee bit brainwashed and then maybe that's the, maybe yeah. it's your Happy Camper friends, you're Maybe. running away from. Well, it's seems like they're hitting
1: that that kind of mechanic where you have to loop through the same scenario and things kind of change, which mm. I think Layers of Fear does really well. Where you yes. kind of the mm. the environment itself is very unpredictable and constantly shifting around you. Which you know, any game that does that, I'm a sucker for. So when you turn around, the level is completely different. Mm. We should do it.
3: think love, about level gimmicks.
2: Love games like
3: that. <laughs> <laughs> There's not any, uh, anywhere near enough of them. The next thing down is uh, the Man of Medan, which is on also on August 30th. Not a good release date to no, be going up against no, Blair Witch. Th- this um,
2: sucks because I want both of them, but I'm gonna have nowhere near enough time to play play both of them mm-hmm. until like you know, another big game comes out in September. Well, I mean that's the um, thing, like well,
3: yeah, well, as, like as you you'll realise looking at all these release dates, the next few months are just crammed. And um, but Man of Verdant, what well, I was gonna say, we're gonna get to some later on. We what? were about three major <laughs> games are
1: releasing on the same day. And after, I know. What do they expect me to do? Why, Why do they not put stuff out across I the don't summer? Know.
3: Why not? They know we're gonna be all making Mario Maker levels, so it's fine to go back from that. Man of Verdant is the next game from uh, Supermassive Games. Uh, I've I haven't noted this down as something we can go too in depth on but um, they're the people that brought you Until Dawn they've had a, a recent run of a bit sort of more naff stuff like the Inpatient um, they did uh, that shooting game Bravo Team Bravo Team uh, they need a big win Until Dawn I totally stand up as one of the best PS4 exclusives um, and they haven't had a win since that was in 2015 yeah. um, so that's a long time ago um, next thing down is Gears of War 5 which is, seems, to be, seems to be stylized as just Gears 5 September 10th
1: well I like that they tried to do that for Gears 4 when that was yes. first announced it was just Gears 4 and then they no, kind the of went, went back at it and it's like ah it's Gears of War yeah. just give me Gears 5 It's it's cleaner <laughs> it's a little bit cleaner.
3: Um, for gears, it's it's strange because I think the gears of war IP isn't as like strong as it used to be. No, um, near Yeah, and it's like I still I still love it. I'm curious what they're gonna do. I love how much they've hilariously redesigned JD Phoenix from Gears Four. They've just shaven all of his hair off, given him a beard, make him talk more rough because he's hardcore. <laughs> and it's like because in Gears Four he was just their know the North stand in like yeah. uh, Liam Thompson I think's the dude that did the voice or Liam someone. Um, and it's, it reminds me of that thing Liam Cunningham. It's uh reminds me of that thing where it's like they try it, they're trying to get back into the gears of war the angsty sort of Gears of War uh, personality that was there in the 2000s but it's an uphill battle
1: I'm I'm excited for it but I'm always excited for Gears it's one of the only actual games I've bought like Immediately for my Xbox One, a lot of them mm. just kind of fell by the wayside. But Gears, even at its worst moments, I've just always really enjoyed. Gears 4 for me was a great starting point for a new trilogy, but they need something to reinvigorate the franchise. And yeah. I'm kind of worried that at least at the big press conferences, they haven't really shown it off. I remember at E3, they talked about a lot, and that was their time to really come out with mm. gameplay, and yet they kind of didn't. And now we're a month away, maybe even less from launch you'd barely know still, it was coming out I know exactly like, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: it, especially since at E3 they spent more time and effort in the uh, the set pieces than yeah. they did the actual <laughs> gameplay
3: when the camera went under the stage she'd be like here's the new game but we're not going to show you yeah. it <laughs> here's some people playing
2: it thanks Yeah, I think, Roy
1: though has played the kind of beta or at least the early access yes. kind of you know you know, test. They did a multiplayer test. Yeah, anymore. he said it's really, really good. Mm-hmm. He said it's really fluid and really nice, and I'm excited. To I that mean, Gears try. of
3: War is one of the most reliable game formulas in, like, you know, in recent memory, kind of thing. It's easy to do the stop and pop shooting and, like, you know, chainsaws and whatever. Like, I'm looking forward to more Gears, but I just hope they do more with it. Gears Four didn't have hardly any new animations in, other than you can drag, grab it, um, drag people over cover to kill them and stuff. I want more things on that level. Yeah. Um, but yes, I also want more Old Man Marcus complaining about his tomatoes. Yes, because oh. that's one of the best scenes in Gears Four, and I think in the second half of that game, I'll totally move from this game eventually is that um, they realise how much fun how much banter is in that gear that group of people being old angsty you know old ass people just give me a whole game of them just him complaining (laughs) about his tomatoes bed complaining about being too old he's
1: kind of like pivoted them into a better expendables team you know know, sack off Sylvester Stallone and everyone and put Marcus and everyone else but how much is
3: that totally the angle just kill JT Phoenix no one cares about him anyway you Whoa. don't care about Jay-Z Felix no, I don't but give him another game yeah. give him a chance they've already kind of completely changed him anyway anyway next game down is Borderlands 3 which is on September the 13th now I don't care about Borderlands <laughs> I but I think you so guys might am so here
2: for Borderlands 3 like, come on, Go on. do you know speak. what Like, I'm not even going to sit here and say that oh I loved Borderlands 1 and 2 I thought they were alright they were mm-hmm. good fun mm-hmm. but I am so ready to play Borderlands 3 on my fancy ass PC <laughs> with my fancy ass PC friends mm-hmm. and just loot and shoot and just have a lovely time
3: I'm assuming that <laughs> They'll capitalize on that whole idea because it's something that Destiny's kind of had for this generation, the whole looter shooter, like, you know, a big AAA looter shooter experience. I assume the Borderlands will be like that formula to like the most pristine degree. Yeah,
2: I guess. I mean, I don't know. Just Borderlands has always just had such personality to it. Like, mm-hmm. I never really got that with Destiny. Obviously, True. Destiny's in a better place now than it, than it was when I played it. But, mm-hmm. um, but no, I just love, it just oozes, uh, arrogance, and uh, yeah, I just love it. It's I fun. think it has
3: got such a defined personality. I mean, it was, yeah. I'm kind of looking for, because the thing that always put me off Borderlands uh, 1 and 2 is that I thought it was, like, too twitchy. I was always getting shot by people across the map and whatever. Mm. Um, I would like a weightier, more, like, punchy kind of feel to the whole thing. Um, because, you, obviously, you're rattling through so many weapons. It's such a, do you want, such a do you want more
2: guns, Scott? <laughs> do
3: you think I do want more guns. And can they please have legs? Do you want because, guns with legs? Yes. Scott? I mean, I'm, I'm quite game for the whole little mini fleet of guns on legs. Just sending my little army of shotguns. Hell yeah, man. I'll kind of take that.
1: I'm, I'm excited for But I feel like... Back in the day, I got my fill on Borderlands. Mm. Borderlands 2 is one of the games I've replayed over and over again and yet have never actually finished it. That sounds crazy, but like me and my friends used to play it all the time. So if we had people around, we would jump back into that. Mm -hmm. I would play it with uh, like girlfriends, my parents, my brother, everyone I could. (laughs) But I would always go through the same parts over and over again, if that made sense. I'm the same. So I need to actually dig into Borderlands 3, and I'm just worried that the same thing will happen. Because Gearbox, even though this is a good thing, keep promising that there's going to be so much content in it. Mm. And again, if you have been looking forward to Borderlands 3 that is a great um, sort of thing to look forward to mm-hmm. but we even did a podcast recently on games being perhaps too long too big yeah, I, and too don't, overstuffed, yeah. I don't know if I want to jump in knowing that I won't see it through to the end that's kind of my again. thing is
3: that like it is inherently such a disposable like loot shooters or loot systems in games can be so inherently disposable like you don't really get something you're going to keep until a couple of hours in or whatever depending on how it's all kind of done um, so I hope that they can do something special with that considering the legacy of the series everyone knows what Borderlands is so maybe um, next one down is Link's Awakening September 20th <laughs> Oh. which is Rach's favorite thing I'm on this so whole excited. list.
2: I'm so excited. I'm so, so excited for this game. I've replayed the uh, Game Boy Advance version, Game Boy version, nice. uh, recently, and it's so, such a good Zelda. <laughs> the dungeons are so good. The mm-hmm. only, the only they're, obviously it's not perfect. No game is perfect, but there's so many things that they could take no out Garden, and right? improve. and What? <laughs> What? I must get into um, every
3: single podcast carry on that
2: I'm really really excited to see in the remake just like things like swapping weapons and stuff like that I'm just so excited to see mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the refresh of paint on it
3: I can't yeah my thing is that I played the old Game Boy 1 I didn't get that far in it I got there's a big old fetch quest in it which oh. is like a, it's like a nine step fetch quest but you don't really know what you that's need that's
2: completely optional man is it? yep
3: Benji told me that was what I had to do to get through I'm, I'm off trying optional. to find Mulan Milk or whatever it was <laughs> anyway I um, that was the thing that always put me off that trying to get I always thought that was the main progression I might revisit Or I'll just wait um, for the new one.
2: Yeah, because all you get at the end is you get the boomerang. Yeah. And you don't need the boomerang, it just makes life easy.
3: Interesting. Ben think... Benji has lied to me for months. Not to worry, Josh, are you interested in a remake? Yes,
1: very much so, because ever since I played Breath of the Wild, which is the only Zelda I have played through to completion, mm-hmm. I have wanted to go back and play them in any form I can, and unfortunately, there is no virtual store properly on the no. Switch, and I don't really want to have to fuck out the money for a Wii U to get all the backwards compatibility things, all the individual consoles, so this is a <laughs> great way for me to pick this up for the first time, and I really am looking forward to it, because it's such a hectic launch window, it might get yeah. pushed off until December ish. But for me, that's fine because December is the time where I go home to my family and I play the crap out yeah, of my ignore Switch. Ignore them and so play all yeah, the exactly games. So it's perfect. I did the last year with Super Mario Odyssey, and Link's Awakening will be this year's December Switch game. I
3: think, uh, as much as there are two schools to Zelda, like obviously Breath of the Wild is such a different type. If you're going to go down the like the object based, like dungeon crawly kind of Zelda stuff, Link's Awakening is always one of the most recommended ones. Oh, so yeah. yeah, I think it'll be a good place to sort of leap in. Yeah. Um, okay, we've got a couple of games we can just reel off some release dates for. Code Veins finally out on September 27th
2: hype for that which is a bit
3: of it yeah one of the more um, more like anticipated of the Souls clones but it seems to be doing enough stuff Is that got vampires in is that what I saw uh, kind of I don't yeah. know uh, I hope it's good it looks <laughs> it looks like it might not be good <laughs> well that's on September 27th the Ghostbusters uh, remasters out on October 4th yes. which I'm just highlighting because I completely forgot that was coming out until uh, Josh found it earlier this morning <laughs> um, but I mean I hope they do enough with the um, the visuals to just make yeah. it feel like because that, that game is sort of regarded within certain uh, like the fan community is the Ghostbusters 3 that we never got um, because obviously it has all the original voice actors and everything in. I know Ewan will be exploding looking yes, forward to absolutely. that. Yes, um, absolutely. So there's that. Um, next one down is Ghost Recon uh, Breakpoint, which is on October 4th, same day. Yeah. Uh, I didn't want to dwell too much on Ghost Recon because I think it's just such a known quantity at this point. Like They've added more camouflage elements. You can cover yourself in mud and Hide and, you know, I mean, whatever. You but, could
2: yeah. say the same about Gears 5. Like It's such mm. a known quality. So obviously yeah. there's a Why lot Find out about
3: Queen Mirror. Queen Mirror's <laughs> getting a Day in the Spotlight. right? Burn
1: falls in Ghost Recon.
3: Yeah, <sighs> you're not wrong. Is his dog in it though? Yeah, I hope so. I don't think it is. Oh,
2: that dog though.
3: If that dog it. was front and center of the marketing campaign, then maybe he'd have a little asterisk next to the name.
1: You could have played. That's why That's where the intrigue comes from. You've got to play the game to find out whether the
3: dog's in there. We can bring Ghost Recon into this one because this is why I asterisked this next game instead of Ghost Recon, which is the reboot of Call of Duty: Modern Warfare. That's on October 25th. Oh uh. yes. um, Which just seems to be all over the place. They've kind of got all the kind of the kind of half controversy on the multiplayer, the white phosphorus stuff, and the Tamagotchis that are in the multiplayer. Oh what? And then just <laughs> the most serious thing. Are do not talking about the Tamagotchis yet, mate? That's
2: so weird. You get like, a little Tamagotchi why? on
3: your wrist, and he says "yatta" whenever you do kill stuff. Do you know stuff. what
2: though? They're trying new things. Call of Duty has been going for how many years now, and they're trying new things. Twelve. They're trying. What? Oh
3: no, I'm thinking Modern Warfare. Yeah
0: yeah yeah, 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 yeah. New
3: things. New things. New Tamagotchis. But yeah, the multiplayer personality seems to be the most over-the-top thing possible. Obviously, it'll be full of different skins and whatever. And I'm I'm assuming that Activision will put a microtransaction store Hell, yes, in there. Oh yes, they it. will. But then on the single player side, um, you've got this like hyperrealism approach where it's you've got to use your night vision when it gets dark and you've got to like you know um, go into rooms very slowly like open doors very slowly pick off your different headshots um, it kind of seems like they're sort of folding in a lot of the influence from Rainbow Six Siege yes. that you're going to like you know methodically go Ooh. room by room
2: oh that will be good I think uh, that will be cool and yeah. it's like
3: I get the, it, the thing that makes me excited is that they're cribbing from a different game which isn't great but yes. I do love what mod- I do still love what Modern Warfare was. So if you can kind of match the two, then maybe.
1: I'm really interested. And I, again, I've found myself caught up in the Call of Duty cycle, and Happens I every swear year. to break out of where it's, something's announced and you're kind of like, eh, I'm kind of yeah. doing. And then you see the first gameplay, and you're like, this could be promising. And then they finally unveil everything, and you're like, damn it, I'm in. I'm gonna have to buy it day <laughs> one. And that's where I am with Modern Warfare. But it genuinely does look like they're doing something different. Damn I mean, extend.
3: I like, that loop as well yes. Go because on. we will all play it for the first weekend we'll think I it's am. the best thing ever then we'll realise that the hitboxes are broken again yeah. and then we'll all complain about it yeah. and then we'll just not play it until the next year but yes. those monster energy cans will get us double XP <laughs> so <laughs> it happens again it's literally every single year but what was the thing you were going to say? Oh, I can't remember something about multiplayer being a cross between
1: it's like Call of Duty it's Siege it's Battlefield with their like larger game modes I like that the game modes have gotten bigger mm. it, 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 this is a call of duty that i feel like is built for me which i'm really excited about it's got a campaign back we've got this really cool multiplayer mm. mode and i'm excited to give it a go and excited to be disappointed when it falls flat probably
3: i look forward to watching a kill cam and watching someone shoot a wall but it still hit me so that's well you, can, the you thing.
1: can shoot through walls now
3: so that's how they're gonna get go. around it i love that they couldn't fix the hitboxes or the hit detection so it's like no no that's meant to hit you through the yep. wall yep, brilliant yep, 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 good yep. i look forward to it um <laughs> next one down is the outer worlds which is out on october 25th not the outer wilds which has been out for two months yes yes um out um well, you've already played a job. I have it's Tell re- me. Re- the good
0: thing. Re- One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh it's a it's a t-shirt.
1: Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parents' plan, or even missed open enrollment you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at UH1.com. That's UH1.com.
0: There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash loss That's plushcare.com slash loss plushcare.com slash loss This podcast is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed.
1: It's exactly what you expect it's going to be, for better or worse. It is Fallout New Vegas in space, but refined Mm. and with... It's beautiful, to be fair. Right. Like Graphically, I think the animations look a bit janky, but when you're sort of on one of these worlds and you're looking at the planets in the distance and the skyboxes and the enemies, everything just looks really good, but it is very much rooted in RPGs from around 2010, which for okay. me is a good thing. You could argue that they are not doing enough to potentially innovate or change the formula, but when there is such a gap in the market mm. for this kind of game now, Bethesda has kind of moved on to other things or they've tried to innovate. I crumbling. just feel like they're... They're plugging into a fan base that is desperate for a game like this, and they're doing it
3: really well. Mm -hmm. I mean, looking at like the way that it was announced, when it was like from the makers of Fallout, it was just like you guys are clearly just trying to like sort of get. I mean, I get it; I get exactly why you would do this. Yes, Um, with Bethesda, the current state of Bethesda being rather shaky, um, it makes sense that someone with a beloved reputation like Obsidian would be like, "Here's the Fallout that you want. Here's some dialogue trees. Hundred percent. Here's everything. Yeah. Even in the marketing, when they sort
1: of made those claims, and we all started going, "Well, it's just going to be Fallout in space," Mm -hmm. there was a part of me that was thinking, "Nah." It's not going to be that one-to-one. And then I sat down and played it in the dialogue system and the way that was made, the the stats, the perks, the guns, everything just felt so familiar in a good way. But I thought, ooh. No, they really are gunning for this. Come now,
3: Rachel, you're a Fallout fan.
2: No, um, but I want to be. <laughs> I really want to be. To uh, be. Fallout is. Uh, I've got. I'm just sitting here thinking. I've been uh, promising one day I'm going to go back to Fallout 4 and give it another go. Nah, I really, yes, really nah. want to be. It's really good. I really, really want to like it. I'm really excited <laughs> for Outer Worlds because I'm going to give that a go and mm-hmm. we'll see if we like that. Mhm.
3: Mm-hmm. I, like, I like the graphic style. I think apparently the shooting's quite meaty and seems like it's it a way is. more. Uh, it's way more of a shooter than you'd think. It is. Well, that's that's the first thing
1: that surprised me because I'm not too kind of like I don't know. Talk bad about Obsidian, mm. but they haven't really done a first-person shoot like this, especially not since Fallout New Vegas. And the shooting in Fallout was always the weakest element. You always even they didn't. just put up with the shooting. Yeah, you had yeah. to put up with it. But in here, it was the guns were varied. It was satisfying. It was meaty. It was good to just sort of like wander around and engage in combat, which is very nice. In fact, this is my second most anticipated game of the year. Oh, now, good lord! Following something we'll
3: get to later on. Well, I'm going to jump over a couple of different things. We've got Medieval coming on October 25th, the remake of the PS1 classic, which is to- seems totally fine. Doesn't seem like it's going to rock the boat. But seems
2: I always wanted to play it. I was too scared to play it when I was a kid. Oh, uh, I, So I'm I love excited. those games.
3: I, I, this is the remake of the first one, which um you couldn't. This is you, you play as a knight called Dan Fortescue It's very like Wallace and Gromit style humor, like big teeth and everything else. Yeah. Um, in the second one was when you could take his head off. I and mean, then you could you could run <gasps> around oh, with a little head. Yeah. I'm, I'm, unless I'm getting the wrong. I mean, both those games kind of blur in my head, but I'm sure Medieval Two was the one where you could take I his head off. I think
1: number one you can take your arm off. But I'm like, oh
3: yeah, you can bit <laughs> with your yeah, arm. You can absolutely. do like a rotate, like a rotate and spin and stuff. I'll yeah. just
2: take off whatever I can take off. It's guys. a good
3: thing to take off. But I also think that the personality of that game is just so like kind of Monty Python like old school like it's, it's great I would I'm totally recommend it um, Luigi's Mansion 3 is on October 31st which is I don't know I'm going to say it's like a stealth release but I keep forgetting that's another one I keep forgetting is coming oh it's
2: coming out on Halloween yeah. that's so cute oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: I guess if you want something to play on Halloween and you have a Switch chances are you'll probably pick up Luigi's Mansion just it through reputation alone yeah. um, the next one down which I have an asterisk next to is Death Stranding on November this 8th this is the one do you want some crazy stuff that makes no sense yeah because I do <laughs> yeah <laughs> I like. I think the uh, Nicholas winding reference character is a person who lives in 27 minute increments so he like he he's all he's only on this he's, only on this he's smoking the good stuff here boop, boop, that's boop. that's kojima smoking the good stuff <laughs> but um yeah the whole thing is this whole relationship between life and death and you know when you die you go to this like under underworld thing um and on the surface no one read us, is trying to unite different disparate factions of humanity by taking different objects back and forward but the death part of the world is always trying to drag him down yes and time itself is frozen i feel like i totally understand it but then when i explain <laughs> it it doesn't make any sense at all
1: i of me doesn't want it to make any sense at all i <laughs> <laughs> I would love it if it's just this abstract, mysterious thing that doesn't give you any answers and we have to talk about it for 10 years and we get a billion lists out of it. That's Good. what I want to yes. do. Yes. I mean, we're going to do
3: that anyway. Of so course. it's, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. going to get in our way. Rachel, as someone who hasn't played all of the Metal Gears,
1: I you, haven't
2: played any of the Metal Gears. I haven't played any what? of the Metal Gears. Any, but I am a big fan of Kingdom Hearts and I love a story that I have to work for. Dark Good. Souls as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love a story I have to work for and I love uh, theorizing and just, just like doing something and then immediately texting <laughs> my friend and to go what the butts was that what the yes. living hell I love that? it I feel like it really creates a really good sense of community around a game when mm. people are working together to figure out what the butts is going on Very. Rude. I was actually
1: thinking about this earlier this year because I remember maybe it was late last year when Red Dead Redemption came out for instance mm. we were all messaging each other when we were playing through it and we
3: were talking about <laughs> our experiences
1: <laughs> I haven't had that community game so far this yeah. year I'm hoping Death Stranding
3: is it I think it'll have I mean like you said like the amount of people that will go on like doing fan theories and on the fan forums and just trying to figure stuff out. Like there's enough information out there right now. Me, I think me and Jules or me and you did a video trying to explain I think everything so Jules far. Did it, yeah. um, Jules is never so confused and I was like, I can explain everything. What's a BT? I'll tell you it's a beach thing. And so yeah, I broke all that stuff down. I think there's enough information out there where you can get a, a picture of what Death Stranding is. Um, but I think the fact that that stuff is out there now just means that there'll be even more ridiculous stuff in the future. Yes. And considering that the last trailer, like I said, has uh, Nicholas Winding reference character being someone who lives who lives for 27 minute increments and then plugs himself into a machine so that he can. Go go down to the underworld and there's like a whole separate world so he only comes back to real life when he needs to poop and then you he goes have back down again
1: no idea how much I love the fact that Nicholas Winding references in this I know game that is just crazy and mad and I can't wait for Death Stranding Scott and Rage because <laughs> I've been going through the Metal Gear Solid games in preparation for this I've binged one to four I'm just going to do the epilogue of that game tonight I'm going to watch it and then it's I'm finished with it and it is thing. beautiful and I forget how well directed those games are for as indulgent and as silly as they do eventually yeah, get yeah even in its silliest moments, the emotion is always high. He's always aiming for something which makes it feel earned. Even in Metal Gear Solid 4's wildest moments where Meryl is proposing to Johnny (laughs) and they're shooting goons at the same time and it's all overwrought. It's like, no other game is doing this. And
3: I'm so heaping it and Death Stranding has the same vibe. I've missed uh, really over the top, like living inside their own bums auteurs. And I really just, I just want Kojima to be like, here's all the stupid crap that I couldn't do anywhere else. And I've got a few hundred thousand dollars to do it. So, <laughs> it's like, hey, guess what?
1: I've been building this up for twenty years. Yeah. This is my creative valve, and I'm turning the tap on. That's baby. the thing. I'm like,
3: just wash all over me. I don't really mind. And it's just like, I mean, if you think of Hideo Kojima, you've got Metal Gear, and you've got Zone of the Enders, and like, oh, or oh, Police Snorts. and yeah. like, there's not that many times that he's like, you know, gone fully ridiculous. And the last time, the most recent time, was PT, and that mm. was brilliant. That was kind of the best game of 2014, and it was just a demo. So yeah, yeah. I agree with that. We're all looking forward to Death Stranding, and hopefully, it'll make sense. But I kind of want it to also not make sense. <laughs> Next thing down is Pokemon Sword and Shield, which is on November 15th, one week after that. Astronomy. The nice bosom of Pokemon going, it's all right, Pocket Monsters, it'll be fine. It all makes
1: sense.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Little Pikachu, I mean, there's the thing, what's that new one that looks like Pikachu but can also be like, Oh, the Hungry Mon? The
2: Hungry Mon, I don't know what its name is. That
3: (laughs) That was them just doing like, have you not seen it yet? No. There's a little, there's a little hamster. It's like a hamster and it's always hungry and it has like two modes. It's kind of you. It's like you're either totally fine or you're dying for the food and that's, you're making a beeline for the kitchen. I understand this. (laughs) This is good. I'm a big fan of this guy. It does look like Pikachu. As
2: much as I love Hungry, Hungry hamster and mm. uh Wooloo. I'm a big fan of Wulu. Wooloo. is the
3: best name for um, a Pokemon. The one in new
2: Pokemon are not looking great so far. They're looking a little bit unimaginative in my opinion. Do you don't want a
3: wheezing with a top hat on? Because <sighs> you can get a what do you call it? A, um, Galarian? <laughs> that one? Galarian forms? Yeah, Galarian forms. Galarian. Actually,
2: I want to see a couple more Galarian forms, but mm-hmm. not all of them. I want to see some evolutions for the starters. The starters mm-hmm. are cute. Mm-hmm. The starters are really cute.
3: Yeah, Scorpion is pretty um,
2: cool. I want, to, I want to see some evolutions for them, but yeah, mm-hmm. I'm really, really excited for Pokemon. I don't even care that it's like they're trying to reboot it and you can't catch all the old Pokemon. Oh. Um, no, you can't. There's loads of Pokemon you can't catch. Oh. Uh, and people are mad, apparently. DLC. Yeah, people are
3: mad. Uh, I mean, because I like the way that they rolled the trailer out where it sort of tapped into like, the Breath of the Wild vibe. It was like a sim- very similar sounding music yes. and it was like here you're on a big open field and you can go chase your Pokemon down yes. like give me big vistas 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 full of just Pokemon to catch I but feel like yeah you catch them all
2: it's taking the best parts of out of Pokemon Let's Go yeah, and taking the best parts of like that Pokemon Let's Go did not bring with it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that is like regular catching and battling but it's also what I quite loved was just walking around and seeing something in the distance yes, like rather than random spawn encounters like. it is
3: weird though the whole gotta catch them all but you can't like in brackets
2: well you know there's 800 900 Pokemon yeah, you're man. gonna catch
3: them all like, or not that's all I wanna know
1: who has the time
2: <sighs> I've, already caught, I've already caught them all anyway yeah I've been playing Pokemon I mean, for like 20 my, years
3: I was gonna say I'm walking my Charmeleon around one one kilometer a day so I can make him a Charizard on Pokemon Go. So it's not like the dedication is not there. Um, next one down is Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, which is on November 15th. Oh. Um, so we finally have a very small little break. Oh no, we don't because that no. steps out Two on days. the same day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Good. I'm going to pick Star Wars over Pokemon and then I am see. also going to do that because every single time I, I
1: promise to get into Pokemon, I say that. This is the game for me. I did it. Was it last year with Let's Go Pikachu? Yeah. Did you Uh, play that? No, but I said I was going to. It was the same thing. I was like, I'm going to play Sword and Shield. But obviously, between Death Stranding and Star Wars Jedi Order, no, of course, I'm not going to play a Pokemon between them as much as... It hurts me That's nigh on
3: impossible. In terms of what um, Star Wars Jedi Fallen is kind of bringing to the table though, like a lot of people might not know about the Jedi Academy games, which it seems to be very heavily, I like influenced by in terms of giving you a set of mechanics to just play with. Like here's some telekinetic powers and force push and you can mind control this guy and throw your lightsaber and do whatever. Um, which going back to those games, because they added them to the Xbox backwards compatibility thing. Um, I still love playing those games. I love games that give you like just a set of tools yeah. and go, here's a bunch of scenarios and you know, you figure your way through it. Um, but I don't know how much, because um, hardly anybody's talking about this game. Well, this is it. It's In weird. the
1: time, it took me to... Look at this list, and then come in here and record the game. I forgot the Jedi Fallen <laughs> Order was on it, which is a shame because I mean, I'm looking forward to it. Uh-huh. I just feel like they need to come out swinging with some marketing soon to get me, you know, sustain my interest. And as, as much, much as like,
3: I do think that I mean, I love the dude's name, like Cal Kestis. Like, that's a great name for a protagonist, yeah, but I is. do think he's so completely forgettable. He's some actor from some from. He's TV from show. like Shameless and Gotham and stuff. Yeah, Cameron Monaghan. I guess they can bring that in. Rachel, what do you think of someone
1: else? I think
2: the Jedi um, I'm really excited for it personally because I flip and love Star Wars, mm. and um, I'm. I remember watching the um. There was quite a lot of uh, footage shown at it for um EA's E3. Yeah. yeah. Uh, chat. I I think people have been burned by EA one too many times. Myself included. It's very very Um, true. Especially with Star Wars. I really enjoyed the Battlefront Two campaign, mm-hmm. but it was too short and it had a crappy ending. <laughs> yes. In my you opinion, you got the DLC. Uh, so I'm really excited to see, you know, if they've learned from, you know, everything people have been griping about uh, <laughs> for the past couple of years, and, and have hopefully improved on that with mm-hmm. this one. Yeah.
3: I like when they show that you can um, someone can shoot a blaster at you, and you can grab them and then move them in front of their own blaster bolt, and then they oh, get shot like by dishonored? it. Like dishonored, yeah, just oh, like in Dishonored, more that. more enemies being killed with their own <laughs> weapons. Please. I fully agree. I
1: mean, it's Respawn. They have done no yeah. wrong yet so far. Even when they made a free to play a battle royale game it, it was the still best awesome one. so I mean they are yet to disappoint me mm. I feel like if anyone can do Star
3: Wars well within the EA stable
2: oh, it's yeah. them oh, I the think, combat's gonna be great yes. yeah
3: combat should be really solid and I think obviously the production the amount of money that's being thrown at it's like they. And plus in terms of the wider sort of Star Wars brand like we're getting Rise of the Skywalker again it feels like Star Wars might will come back in a positive way again it feels like it's
1: been a way it does doesn't it's just, it? Yeah. I'm ready for it to come back I loved The Last Jedi you oh, know yeah, mean, but, I know you did
3: I wish I did but I, I'm still looking forward to I'm kind of looking forward to getting back <laughs> (laughs) into Star Wars. It was always the games that made me love the overall mythos anyway, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, Now we also have Shenmue 3 on November 19th, so only four days later, one of the most anticipated sequels of all time. Um, Now, it's it's weird with with, um, Shenmue 1 and 2, because I went back to the first two, and I haven't finished either of them. I don't know if you guys have played Shenmue.
1: I played it. Right, okay. I've
3: played Shenmue. Only
2: heard about it. Okay, so it's like, Uh... (laughs) because I I
3: love the Yakuza series, which a lot of people sort of cite as like a spiritual sequel to them, even though um, there's way more combat in them and and whatever. Um, But with Shenmue 3, like, it's weird the way that it all came together in terms of the amount of money the kickstarter made and then it sort of got like delayed and then it's eventually coming out yep. yeah and over, over, and even... over again yeah it's I... like can they actually make it work i
1: don't know if it's gonna
3: make any kind
1: of mark <laughs> i hope it does i hope it blows me away and i hope it makes me really love the shenmue franchise mm-hmm. but again it feels like after all of these games at the end of 2019 I know four years or so after it was announced I don't know. It's weird because I, cause know I, know I guess
3: for. they're kind of only really making it for the people who asked for it in the first place. Obviously, it was Kickstarter oh, yeah. and stuff. Um, and it's like, because it, like, there are teenagers younger than Shenmue too. So, yeah. like, it's, there's an entire generation of people who just know it as that thing that came out before they were born. I know.
2: That really bonkers game where you drive a fork, like... <laughs>
3: you keep a cat in a box, though, and you race <laughs> geese. And so, you, you can always do a bit of that. Um, but yeah, in terms of the gameplay and stuff, I uh, I hope that they've kind of refined the, the combat, because I always liked the the style that uh, Rio had. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is kind of it blocky, it's quite janky. Obviously, it's just a product of the time. But the gameplay that they've put out for it does seem like it's intentionally trying to be old school. Yes. Which is what ukulele tried to do, and then it just felt old school and outdated. Ugh. So, it's a fine line to walk. That's Um, what I worry about. But
1: again, it remains... Even after so many delays and after so long since it was announced, it does kind of remain a weird enigma that I'm yeah. excited to see unravel. Whether that's in a good way or a bad way.
3: I put it in the same camp as Half Life Three, and I'm glad that like, I'm glad that Shenmue Three actually exists, and those fans will get an ending to their story. And you know, it's one of the most what 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 what
2: Half Life Three doesn't exist.
3: No, no, but it's it's in that same bracket of like, oh my god, this thing's finally happening. Oh, no, right? exactly. The amount of people that asked for it for <laughs> years and years and years. Because I don't think we'll ever get Half Life Three, but it seems as mythical as we're getting Shenmue Three. And um, Doom Eternal is um, three days later on November. 22nd, just in case you decided to try and breathe through. I don't want
1: to. You're overwhelming me,
3: (laughs) to be honest. I mean, yeah, with Doom Eternal, um, apparently, because the thing that I love about Doom, and I'm a huge Doom fan, um, is that Doom 2016, they tied everything together mechanically in terms of, um, you know, obviously if you want more health, use the chainsaw. If you want um, to get like like a speed boost or whatever, it's like, well, there's a little power-up sort of hanging here.
2: So much fun.
3: Yeah, and once all those things connected, it was just, you just didn't stop in that game, and the soundtrack just kind of kept you going. Um, In Eternal, they've got like a little shoulder-mounted Predator-style Cannon, um, so you can do you can. You're always boosting that thing up as well, and you're always like you know combining different power-ups. It just seems like one glorious like arena shooter style FPS, which yes. we don't get anymore.
1: Well, that's exactly it. Like it's it's old school in the best possible way. We were just talking about Shenmue Three potentially feeling outdated because mm. it tries to be old school, whereas mm-hmm. Doom is. The perfect mixture of that old school arcade shooter, arena shooter mentality with, you know, modern streamlined game design.
3: Mm-hmm. And I can't get enough of it. I just, I don't, I want, just, just lose the reload animations, lose all the perk systems, lose all your loot grinds. Just give me a big old cannon or like a sort of like machine gun, like a long one that you just just hold the trigger on it but then we'll get, get bored of it again
1: we'll get bored of it again that's, that's, every just, game does it. that's
3: fine at least I get a few years of arena shooter stuff also put quick champions on console's id and is, just make
1: quick again sorry Ray. Yes.
2: just yeah. just make quick that's fine I'm, i didn't mean to, <laughs> i didn't mean to poop on quick there uh, uh, is it going to be uh split screen co-op I don't think they've said. That's all I wanted.
3: I don't think it'll be split between co. <laughs> I think they'll do another... Because um, apparently a lot of the hands-on reports for the story so far is that they've just doubled down on how ridiculous Doom Guy is. Because in, in the 2016 one, he's just... Oh, the just, grunting. Yeah, well, he's like the, the grunting and just... He punch, like, you know, this like this character's trying to tell him something and he just punches it in the face <laughs> and takes the gun. He's like, I just, I'm just i just going to go kill stuff. Big, big fan. Apparently there's a bit in Eternal where he loads himself into a cannon that he's supposed to be taking out and then fires himself through space to get to the next planet. So I mean, Could you know, wipe me dry. That yes. sounds amazing. Censor by the way of Doom. I'll totally take that. Um the last one down, um, which isn't as big as the rest of them, but it might still be a thing. Is Mario and Sonic at the Olympics 2020 for November 20? Are they still making 29th. those? Apparently, yeah. I kind of forgot that was a thing. But for all the Mario Sonic fans, I'm, I'm, you know what? You know, I'm, I'm a huge fan of this. This is gonna be a good
1: Christmas party game. And then when the Olympics rolls around next year, I'm gonna be so up for it. I'm gonna
3: be playing I, it all the time because we might as well so end. Good. We can end this podcast really? on yes. on who's <laughs> yes. better. Mario
2: or Sonic.
3: Mario. I
0: know. Stake in this game. You Crash have to the better than
1: all. <laughs> of them. Oh, you can't go there. Oh, then
2: Spyro then.
1: Okay. I know. I, know, yeah.
3: I just drop Doom <laughs> guys better than all of them to be honest.
1: No, I'll go Mario because he's got a, a tash I don't trust.
3: Oh, I don't see Mario competing very well at the Olympics. I think Sonic would have his lunch. What so can that, Mario do in an that's Olympic true. sense?
2: Well, like Mario might be stronger than Sonic, so he might mm. be better at like the shot put. The kyber toss. Cable uh, toss. In, in, Keeper.
3: Yeah, it's gonna be talking about Star Wars, <laughs> throwing crystals everywhere.
1: Sonic needs to get a job, man. Mario's out there <laughs> he needs making to get a job. He's making a living. He's plumbing through during the day. He's training on the night for the Olympics, man. He's got a lot on. He's got a family to feed. <sighs> Sonic out there just running fast. Just he, he's like the the doping scandal of the <laughs> Tokyo 2020. He's waiting for it to happen, man. He's like, he's been a. Uh, uh, he's been on some funny stuff to I still get think I still think for it.
3: I still I would totally back Sonic at the Olympics, but he does feel like an early twenties student, just sort of wasting his life running around with stealing Michael Jackson's shoes and yes. never settling down. And listen,
1: I've got a lot of experience doing those <laughs> things, so I know how bad that is. It's both
3: good and bad. But yes, let us know what you think down in the comments below if you're watching us on the video side or come find us on social media platforms if you're listening on any audio platforms. For now though, this has been the World Culture Gaming Podcast and I've been your host, Scott Tilford, joined by Rachel Shackleton. Thank you for
2: listening. I'm Josh Brown.
3: Goodbye. I'll catch you next time. Bye, bye. Uh, bye. Bye.